G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. On a Wednesday, we like to check in on those breaking news headlines as they're coming out of Israel and more broadly across the Middle East this week. Ron Ross is back with us again today. Hello, Ron. Welcome back to 2020. Good morning, Neil. Uh, Ron, let's start with a pretty serious headline. US and Iran on the cusp of a new nuclear deal. What's being reported? This is from the Israeli press. The US denies that an agreement with Iran is imminent, but Israeli sources insist that the countries will soon reach a nuclear deal. Israeli security sources say that indirect negotiations are underway between the US and Iran to revive the 2015 nuclear deal. Officials from the two countries have been speaking through Omani representatives in hopes of creating an unwritten understanding between the two countries that would serve to de-escalate tension. The agreement, which sources say is imminent, will involve a freeze on the Iranian nuclear program and the release of Americans held in Iranian prisons in exchange for the release of seized Iranian funds and the reduction of sanctions on Iran. Prime Minister Netanyahu has repeatedly said that Israel will continue to take action against the threat of a nuclear Iran, regardless of any agreement between Iran and the USA. Our stance is clear. No agreement with Iran will oblige Israel. Israel will continue to do everything to defend itself, Netanyahu said this week. Well, let's come back to Israel and continuing tensions with Palestinians. The Israel government is pushing ahead with West Bank settlement expansion despite U.S. objections. What's the story here, Ron? Yeah, despite pressure from the USA to halt settlement expansion, Israel's nationalist religious government proposed plans to authorise thousands of new building permits in the West Bank. The agenda for Israel's Supreme Planning Council meeting next week includes approval for 4,560 housing units across various West Bank areas. However, only 1,332 of these are slated for final approval, with the remainder in preliminary clearance stages. Finance Minister Bezalel Smotrich, who holds a portfolio in the Defence Ministry, that oversees the administration of West Bank settlements, vowed to continue strengthening Israel's grip on the territory. The planned settlements are deemed illegal by most nations as they're on land seized during the 1967 Middle East War. Well, it's not all division. There's a little bit of cooperation going on. Another headline that says Israel will work with Egypt and the Palestinian Authority on developing the Gaza gas field. How does this one look? Yeah, Israel will work with Egypt and the Palestinian Authority to develop the Gaza marine gas field across from the Hamas-controlled 
coastal enclave, the Prime Minister's office announced. The decision emphasised Palestinian economic development and maintaining regional security stability, the statement said. The project will be advanced in cooperation with security agencies in direct talks with Egypt and coordination with the Palestinian Authority. EGAS, a gas company owned by the Egyptian government, is expected to develop the field about 30 kilometres from Gaza's shores, where it's estimated to hold more than 1 trillion cubic feet of natural gas. That quantity is more than is needed for Gaza and the Palestinian-controlled areas of the West Bank, such that they can export gases as well. Other big development things happening, Ron. The multiprocessor giant Intel is to build a $25 billion, that's US, factory in the biggest ever foreign investment in Israel. How does this one look? It's huge. The announcement follows a very positive earnings report for Intel Israel last week, further highlighting the company's commitment to expanding its operations in the region. The successful conclusion of lengthy negotiations between Intel and the professional ranks in the budget division of Israel's Ministry of Finance was conveyed to Benjamin Netanyahu and the Economy Minister Nir Bakat. Principal agreements have been reached which outline the company's intention to invest billions in constructing a state-of-the-art facility in Kiryat Gat. Under the agreement, Intel is set to receive a grant of 12.8% of the total investment amount under the law aimed at encouraging capital investments. As part of this significant investment, Intel is expected to create thousands of additional job opportunities in Kiryat Gat, offering wages higher than the industry average. And Ron, let's finish off uh, an interesting one here. A window in the room of the Last Supper in Jerusalem was smashed in an act of vandalism. Uh, how does this one look? Yeah, this is very concerning because the amount of physical activities against Christians and others is increasing. A window in the room of the Last Supper on Mount Zion in Jerusalem was damaged by a Jewish man apparently under the influence of alcohol, who threw a stone at an Ottoman period window at the Christian holy site. The police opened an investigation and arrested a resident of Jerusalem in his 30s, and the Jerusalem Magistrates Court has since ordered the release of the suspect under restrictive conditions. Against the background of the increase in attacks and desecration of Christian and Armenian buildings and religious people in the old city of Jerusalem, a conference was held on Friday under the subject of that title. The title was, Why Do Certain Jews Spit on Gentiles?, in which various researchers and lecturers from the city's universities participated. According to the media Walla, the foreign ministry decided to boycott the conference in a very unusual decision, especially in light of the fact that the foreign ministry is the main party responsible for the relations with the Christian world and the connection with various churches. Yasaka Harani, an independent researcher who participated in the conference, referred to the vandalism in the room of the Last Supper, saying, I gave the pictures of the shadowed window to 
several Middle East experts who was present at the conference. This is how he replied to me. In the upper part of the verse are the words of God to David. And judge the nations with justice and do not follow those who turn your heart away. It's a shame that Jews who are drunk and unfortunately also sober and alert, but who have distorted world views, do not allow their minds to follow the right path to which the verse points. Amazing. John, a tour guide in Jerusalem, said in response to the shattering of the window about 10 years ago, they destroyed the ceramics that decorated and enriched King David's tomb. Unfortunately for us, we've been torn between one extreme and the other. And an act of vandalism that leads into uh, questioning and analysing the motivations and the trends, uh, those things that are developing uh, so far as tensions. And no doubt, as you say, Ron, uh, with a rise in attacks against Christians, uh, there's going to be lots more stories similar to that we'll be reporting on in the times to come. Hey, Ron, always appreciate your insights. Thanks so much for them once again today on 2020. Thank you, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.